Bob said somebody suggested the Edmonton Expos. Mm-hmm. We can't be the Expos. Why? We didn't have an expo. I mean, the expos didn't just pull that name out of a hat. They were named after the Montreal Expo back in the 60s. What are you talking about? You know, like the world... Did you ever go to expo, whatever it was in Vancouver? Expo 86, I think it was in Vancouver or something like that? No, I wasn't alive. You weren't alive in 86? Good no, Lord. I was born in 88. I went there in high school. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, it's I don't like, know what you're talking about at all. It's the World's Fair. It used to be a big deal. I think they still do it. But we had it in Vancouver in the 80s, and we had it in Montreal in the 60s, before okay. I was born. Okay. And like right around the same time that Montreal got a Major League Baseball franchise. So they named it the Montreal Expos. Uh, sort of in honor of the World's Fair, the World Exposition being in Montreal that year. We can't just be the Edmonton Expos for no reason. We have we have no connection to that name whatsoever. Okay, so what you're saying is that there's already a team in Montreal called the Expos? There was a baseball team. Come on, Chelsea, you know the Montreal Expos. No, I don't. Oh, good Lord. Yes, the Montreal Expos. There was a baseball team, a Major League Baseball team in Montreal for years and years and years and years. I think like 30 years. Oh, and okay, they, they, they moved. Thing. They moved to Washington. <laughs> but yes, the Montreal oh. Expos, and then they were named the Expos because shortly, right around the same time as they got the team, they were holding the World's Fair. It was a big okay. time for Montreal, so they said, "Hey, we're going to be the Edmonton Expos." And Morley is probably just seething mad at you right now because <laughs> he's a diehard Expos fan. Okay, so to break it down, you're mad that you're mad about the idea of the Expos. Yeah, you, you can't Expos. suggest that for an Edmonton sports team. We, okay. we, we, we never had an Expo. Holy. All right. We get it. Yeah. We don't want the Expo. It's a ridiculous suggestion. Okay. We'll be You've never one. heard of the Montreal Expos? <laughs> no. Holy man. Baseball, baseball's not a young person sport. Like, isn't this why baseball is having such... One of the reasons baseball's <laughs> having such a hard time? I don't is know. It? We've had two professional baseball teams in Canada ever. The Jays I haven't been paying attention and the Spos. And you've no. never heard of them. On- wow. Okay. I'm sure I've heard of them. You must have. I've just not ever paid attention <laughs> to baseball ever. Okay, so we don't like the Expos. We don't, we like, don't that. like um we don't like Empire. People are offended about the the idea yes, of being called yeah. the Empire. Um we just we can't have anything anymore. We can't have nice things. We can't have not nice things. Everyone's just going to be mad about something. And Morley's texting you. He's very upset, and, and understandably. So, sorry. so. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> another guy who uh, definitely remembers the Montreal Expos and all the things about him: Gary Carter, the Hawk, Andre Dawson in center field. I mean, come on, Reed Wilkins, the Montreal Expos. Yeah, Gary Gary Carter was one of my first favorite athletes. Sure. I remember watching a lot of Expos games, especially in the early 80s. They used yeah. to be Wednesday Night Baseball on CBC. <laughs> and the game used to be shown on tape delay. So it started at 7 in Montreal, and then CBC would show it on 7 in every time zone moving west. And I can remember being a kid in the summer. Uh, and I, you know, I'd get to stay up and watch the entire game. And this one game went to extra innings. And my mom was like, "Well, I know what happened. I heard the score on radio. If you know, I can tell you, so you can go to bed." I was like, "No, I got to watch the whole game." And, and I remember Gary Carter homered in the bottom of the eleventh, and the Expos won on Wednesday Night Baseball. Pretty cool. Some great players went through Montreal. All right, I'm sorry I didn't know <laughs> then. Read quickly before because we're not we don't chat with you, of course, about the first week of Oilers training camp. But what do you think? What do you think about the new potential Eskimos name change? What's your idea? I like the Edmonton Express. I do. Too. Uh, Me too. I, 
I, I, I, I mean, and look, we, we still don't really know exactly for sure what's going to happen. I know there's been some reports about the timeline. I don't know. I mean, they've said the end of the month is they want to do something by then. I don't know if that's going to be a name change or perhaps just an announcement that they're going to retire Eskimos like the Washington NFL team did. Um, and then there's so much going on with the CFL. I mean, they're trying to put, put together a season and there might not be a season. So I, I think they realize they have to do something, but I don't know if they want to rush and roll out a new name right away either. But I like Express. I mean, it certainly shouldn't be offensive to anybody. Uh, I think you can keep the green and gold colors. You can keep the EE logo. Yep. You can have a lot of secondary images with speed. Like I picture like a, a football going over the top of the high-level bridge like it's a bullet train or something you know and you can do things with planes and people running i think you have a a fan engagement slogan you know like express yourself and then fans sort of determine the image of of the team so you see you have the other usage of the word and you know i think the start of it at least sounds a little bit like eskimos it's relatively easy to say it's not complicated and that's kind of my favorite choice Uh, i think i listener named Max texted that in a couple of weeks ago and I've kind of adopted that as, as, good as my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like, I that, like one. that one. I see no issue with it, but uh, we we are all, you know, able to find something to be offended about, so I'm sure someone can. Um, Reed, when it comes to the first week of training camp, let's, let's break it down. What were kind of some of the things that we saw? What's Did anything surprise you? Anything exciting? What, what are your thoughts? Well, it started out on Monday, and and I, I was a little surprised to see Andreas Athens see you up on the line with with Drysital and Yamamoto, and that's not a knock on him. It's just that Nugent Hopkins and Drysital and Yamamoto were so deadly ever since they were put together in January. But I, I think with Athens see you, they're trying to give him a shot, and he's still a relatively young player, and, and had a couple of good offensive seasons in Detroit. So I think they're trying to give him a boost and and really see what he can do and, and give him a chance to. The couple of other good players that has meant that uh, Nugent Hopkins has played with uh, with McDavid and Cassian so far this week. I mean, they didn't practice yesterday. They'll be back out there at eleven today, and I'm sure the lines will will move around, and there could be you know little tweaks or little little bumps and bruises along the way that could mean guys have to have to miss time. So that's kind of that's kind of been a, a bit of a surprise there. Uh, Caleb Jones hasn't been skating with the main group. Guys, get used to the phrase unfit to practice or unfit to play. That's going to be the how the NHL reports injuries now. And they're not going to specifically report an injury because they don't want to differentiate between an injured player and a player who might have COVID. So if a player isn't on the ice and they just say he's unfit to play, we don't know what it is. He might have tested positive or he could have strained a groin. Or I mean, I, I suppose there'll be some injuries we see in games that will be obvious, but they're still you know, allegedly not going to come out and say what it is. But the thing is with Caleb Jones, he's been skating with a smaller group of players after the main practice, which leads me to believe it's some sort of, you know, probably mild injury issue that just prevents him from going going full out for the entire practice. So those are those are a couple of the storylines. I mean, it seems like three days since they practiced it after everything that uh happened last night with mm-hmm. the, the the flooding at Rogers Place, but uh, uh, the the rink's fine to host. I mean, obviously, there's going to have to be some repairs. That you know, it's it's basically that entrance area on 104th Ave. Some other water damage in the building. No reports of anything inside the actual 
you know, ice area where the where the games are going to be played. So the OEG statement last night was fine, fine to be a hub city. Preparations continue in that regard. Yeah, well, that's good news. I mean, it, the pictures are pretty shocking, but uh, yeah, like you say, it's pretty far away from the ice surface, and it's not like we're going to have fans filing in and out of there. So I don't think they're too worried about it, you know creating any problems for them. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because that area that had all the water in it last night, that's where thousands of fans yeah. would go for every yeah. game. I mean, so if, if there were a game tonight with a lot of fans, it probably would have th- thrown a wrench into getting fans in and out of the building. Yeah, but for sure. yeah, it doesn't doesn't appear to be. Uh, it's, it shouldn't be. I mean, obviously, like I said, they got to fix it. Uh, it. It's tough to see all that damage. I'm sure people had homes and businesses damaged last night. But I, I got a text right away from someone with OEG who said, yes, there's damage. And then I just got another line just said, fixable so okay okay any other big stories around the league i know my bruins got some holes pasternak uh didn't practice yesterday and uh, that's a little concerning well i i, I think we got to watch what happens with the blackhawks because Corey crawford is is their goaltender and he hasn't been around right and he was really good uh in the last two and a half months of the season he kind of had a shaky first half of the year and then for the 2020 part of the season, he was uh, outstanding, and mm-hmm. he's been another one of these unfit to practice or participate guys. And the team has kind of said, "Well, right now we proceed with the goaltenders on on the roster, and their top two goalies now are, are uh, Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia. Neither one who's who's a proven NHL goaltender. It's it, Chelsea and Shea. It's really interesting from a, from the Blackhawks standpoint." I mean, they traded away Robin Leonard, who they would love to, you know, have if Crawford's not available, and they traded away a, a decent offensive defenseman, Eric Gustafson, to to the Calgary Flames because they're out of it, right? We're yeah. not going to have a chance, and now they do have a chance. I mean, and certainly the Oilers are favored, but they're in the tournament. So yet you have some teams who's, who were sellers at, at the trade deadline who, who who now you know have are one of these extra teams that got into the postseason and have a shot at the cup. Hmm. It's going to be wild. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it's it's so unique, so unusual. Uh, uh, all the typical rules, I think, go out the window. Everybody's starting fresh and should be healthy and rested. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one to watch unfold. Going to be exciting. Well, and even seeing games played at, at different times in the day. I mean, anywhere yeah. between noon and eight thirty is when your games are going to start. There's the potential of. A game going long and pushing others to the start times of other games back. You know, like, you know, sometimes the U.S. Open, two of the best tennis players in the world are starting at 11 yeah. Eastern, right? Or something like that. There's the potential. Now, I should say on the games, when on the days there are triple headers in either Edmonton or Toronto, the middle game is going to be the round robin game right, between so two of the top. So they can be more definite about when it'll end. But there's still the potential of the 12:30 game going to triple overtime, right? And mm-hmm. pushing the the round robin game back to seven, and then they'd have to say, okay, the the net the later game now is until 10:30 or something like that. Hmm. Okay, well we'll follow up on it once it all starts. Thanks for making the time for us this morning, Reed. We appreciate it. Always good to talk to you. See ya.